You're listening to a message from Every Nation Canberra. In this message, Alex Cartes shares why Christians do not need to fear death because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and why it is important for us to share this good news with others. I'm going to talk about the most misunderstood part of life. This is a tricky one because we don't preach about this very often. Job 14, verse 1 to 2 says, Man born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. He springs up like a flower and withers away. Like a fleeting shadow, he does not endure. So you know now what I'm going to talk about. Death. How many of you are scared of death? I want you to be real here. How many of you are scared of death, of dying? How many of you are not ready to die now, today? How many of you are dealing with the prospect of some of your relatives dying soon? My first encounter with death happened when I went with my father to see this woman who used to work very actively in church. I was a teenager. I remember being in this room with that lady who was very sick in bed, and I was sitting on a chair. My dad started praying for her. After some short gasps came a deep sigh, and then silence. Something had changed at that moment. And maybe I thought at that time, I wish I was somewhere else, not there. But then my father gave me reassurance. He looked at me and said, he's fine. She's going to face the Lord. She's going to be with the Lord. So it's all good. So that experience prepared me to face death many, many times since. And in what I do, because I'm a radiographer. Look, I, I face my own mortality every day because I have to work with people who are sick. Some of them are going to get better, but many of them, and it's sad because I see them, we become friends over sometimes years, I don't know, two or three years. But then I notice that something is wrong. They are shrinking. They are looking worse and worse until they don't come to see me anymore. So we all know that death is inevitable. We are not very comfortable talking about it. It's a topic we try to avoid. It's a mystery for many people and a terrifying prospect for others. When we look in the Bible, even some writers there tremble at the terrors of death. David, in Psalm 55:4, said, My heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death assail me. For most unbelievers, this is all that there is. Death is the end of everything. So, because of that, their philosophy is eat, drink, and be merry. Do whatever you want here. 
it doesn't matter because after this life there is no other life. And because of that also many people um, who think that this is the end of everything, that everything is meaningless after this, think that the pain stops with death. To the point that they ask sometimes for someone to assist them in their suicide or they commit suicide because they think I cannot bear this if I die this is the end of it but it's not so death seems to be something meaningless and random and gloomy and dreadful and that was experience also for the Old Testament writers we see Job this man was going through a tough time I think sometimes we think our life is, is, is bad, it's not going really well. His life was terrible. He had it all. He was rich, powerful. He ended up with nothing. His kids died. The wife started saying a few things to him like, why don't you curse your God and die? He became sick. He lost everything except one thing, his integrity. He always trusted God. But even though for him death was a bit gloomy, I think at one point he had an insight from God. When he realized even if his body was going to decay, he was going to see his Redeemer somehow one day. So it was gloomy in the Old Testament. But then we see something totally different. The gloom and despair of surrounding death were removed by one person who walked into the jaws of death Disarmed of its power and came back to tell us about his victory. And that person is Jesus Christ, our Lord. He tasted death for you, for me, for all humanity. But he conquered death through his resurrection. Many men died in Roman times. Many men died on crosses all the time. But this man however, rose again from the dead. He arose to a whole new life, a resurrected life, and in the process, he robbed death of its grip of fear over us. When John sees Jesus, the resurrected Jesus in Revelation, chapter 1, Jesus said this to him, I am the living one. I was dead, and behold, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. You see, the Pentecostal in me want to say hallelujah to that, and I'm going to say it anyway again. Hallelujah, because he's alive, and because he lives, we shall live. That's what the Bible says. So I want to bring encouragement to you. If you are terrorized by death, if the terrors of death are filling your heart, 
Start looking at your Bible and see the pictures that are there for us to understand that we shouldn't be afraid of dying. The Bible often pictures death as sleep. What's sleep? Sleep is temporary. You go to bed, close your eyes, and if you have a good sleep, you don't even notice when you are awake again to a new day. When we are tired, we always look for a refreshing time of sleep to feel better. So it's the same with death. It's not the end of everything. If we have made our peace with our God, we can die. And we are not going to notice. It's going to be like closing the eyes, opening the eyes, and waking up to something wonderful. There were two days when I was growing up that were the peak of the year for me. Christmas, obviously. And the 18th of September. It doesn't mean anything to you. But in Chile, it's Independence Day. And why was so special? Because our church belonged to a group of churches. And on the 18th of September, every year, all those people from different churches would go to a place. They would look for a place in the countryside. We would go there for the day. It was fun. We would play soccer with people from other churches. We would, you know, see other faces that we, we didn't see for a long time. And then we would have games, and, and it was fun. It wasn't easy for me to wake up every morning. I wanted to stay in bed always a bit longer, except on that day. I remember going to, to bed excited, just for the other day to be there soon. And it was wonderful when it wasn't raining. Because if it was raining, it was a sad day. Because that means cancellation. I see it the same way. There is so much suffering, so much pain in this world. We go through difficult times. We don't ever get, we want to, to see some things the result of something coming our way, but they don't. They end up being something totally different. We get sick. We get bad news. All of this is going to end one day. And the life on the other side is going to be much better than the one here. Much more beautiful. The Bible tells us also that death is also like taking down a tent. And Paul tells us that our bodies are our temporary dwelling places. And he calls the body the earthly tent we live in. What happens to tents when they get exposed to the weather, to the sun, to the frozen condition? They start deteriorating. It's the same with our bodies. Our bodies are subject to weariness, to suffering, to disease to pain, to paralysis. And if you add to that the power of sin that resides inside of these bodies, obviously the despair is big, massive, unbearable at times. But we have an assurance. Paul tells us also that when this early tent is destroyed, we have a building from God. An eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. The day you depart from this earth, 
and you face your, your God, he's going to give you a new body, an eternal body. And if you are experiencing pain right now and suffering, pain won't be there in his presence. He's going to wipe out all your tears. And when I think about this, I get excited. Yeah, life has problems. Yep, it's difficult. But this, and, and Pastor Joe one preached about this. If you think probably this is our life on earth, but our real life is going to go forever and ever and ever. This is nothing. But one image that is really good, at least for me, is the image of death, is that of coming home. For most of us, home represents a place of rest and security and acceptance. We work hard the whole day, and it's so good to go home. We do things for other people. They pay for that. And some people, you know, this is the thing. Some people go to work and they get frustrated because they, um, what's the word I'm trying to look for? They are not appreciated. But when you go to work, do your job. Be faithful to what God has asked you to do in that workplace. Do your thing. Don't, don't expect appreciation. You're going to get your money at the end of the fortnight or, or the month. When you go home, expect to be appreciated, to be loved. So, it's the same in this world. In this world, we're going to have rejection. Our friends sometimes are going to turn their back on us. We are going to get hurt. But one day, we're coming home. And we are going to be happy. We are going to be at rest. We are going to have full joy when we are in the presence of God. And Paul longed for this. He said to the Corinthians, yeah, I understand. I can be here and can be of help for the church, but I'd rather be with the Lord. He said, I would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So, people outside, people who don't know Christ, tremble. I don't want you to be afraid of death anymore. You don't know. Why I'm preaching this? Last week, when Pastor Joe told me to preach, I didn't have this sermon. I was thinking of preaching something else. But you know, the Holy Spirit always knows better than us. Why? I don't want to be morbid. But maybe, what happens if next week, one or some of us are not here. So maybe this is a reminder to get closer to God, to make peace with him. But you see, there are promises in the Bible. And one of them is that for the Christian, death is no longer feared. According to Romans 8, it says that nothing will be able to separate us from God's love, not even death. Paul tells us also that the sting of death is gone. 
We shouldn't be scared. Death for us is falling asleep in Jesus. It is setting sail to a place called home. How many of you have watched The Lord of the Rings? Close to the end of the movie, we see that Frodo had to go somewhere else. And we see Frodo and some elves boarding a ship. The meaning there is like they are going, they are dying. They are going to another place. So when I was writing this down, I was thinking of that scene for some reason. One day, we're going to sail. We're going to go somewhere else. But we shouldn't be scared because we know where we are going. If you don't know, this is the time for you to give your heart to Jesus. Because in doing so, you are going to make sure that you are going that way. Death is robbed of its power, of its pain, of its uncertainty. But there is one thing, and I'm not going to contradict myself here. This is the best promise. For a Christian, death is not inevitable. You might say, Alex, you said the other thing before. You said something different. That is, death is inevitable. But the Bible tells us, tells us that there will be one generation of Christians who will not experience physical death. Christ is going to return one day. And the Bible says that we who are alive when he returns will be caught up to be with Christ forever. We won't die. We will be transformed in the twinkling of an eye. So this is the other thing. Jesus might come tonight, today, this afternoon, tomorrow. And we are not going to die. But we have to be ready for that time, for that moment. You see, this is the beauty of Christianity. Christianity offers hope. That's one of the biggest words in Christianity. This life is not the life we were meant to live. We were created to live forever. We spoiled it. But Jesus came to rescue us. So there is more. And it's much, much better than this. Tell it to your friends. Tell it to your relatives who still don't know Jesus. Do you want to be with your relatives forever in eternity? Don't waste your time. Do you care about your friends? Don't waste your time. Go and tell them. It's the only thing we can do. It's up to them to accept the invitation. But before you go and tell them, pray. It's never too late. You might think, my brother, my sister, my uncle, my father. But they are so hard. They are not going to get it. They are not going to receive God. Pray. Pray and keep praying. And keep praying. Praying without ceasing. When an unbeliever is dying... The best thing for him is to have a Christian nearby. Because if someone is dying, what can an atheist offer? 
if someone is dying, an atheist is going to be there. And what is going to say? You are an accident. And when you die, you're going to become nothing. What kind of comfort is that? But a Christian sitting next can offer hope. You can tell that person dying there. If you open your heart to God, if you give yourself to God, this is not the end of it. You have a new life with Him. Remember one of the guys on the cross, one of the thieves. In his last moment, he received Jesus as his Lord. What did Jesus say to him? Today, you'll be with me in paradise. And when I look at that scene, I know one thing. That the grace of God is so big, so beautiful, so magnificent. Because that person on that cross couldn't do anything else. He couldn't go and be a good man, a good husband and a good father. He didn't have time. He was about to die. But he was rescued there. And Jesus is still doing it today. Regarding a believer's death, don't you ever wish a believer back who has gone to be with Christ? Because they are in a better place. We might miss them deeply, but they are in a place that is far better than this one. These are the words of one guy called Ken Gire, and in a book called Instructive Moments with the Savior. Death. It is the most misunderstood part of life. It is not a great sleep, but a great awakening. It is that moment when we awake, rub our eyes, and see things at last the way God has seen them all along. Sorry for being blunt, but you are going to die sooner or later. We know that. Don't think I'm morbid. But think of this. What would you like written on your tombstone? What statement would your friends or family make to sum up your life? Would you like what they say? Life is short. Make it count. Live it for God's glory. We are so busy doing our things. We are so busy with this life that is going to end so soon. And it's not bad to work. And it's not bad to have your things. But whatever you have is not yours. It's God's. God has given you the health. God has given you all your capacities to perform the work you are doing today. You always bring it back to God. God my house is your house. God, my car is your car. God, my person, my time is your time. But we get so busy doing other things and storing treasures here on earth when the Bible says something totally different. Store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moths 
and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. What am I going to find? What are you going to find when you get there? Are you going to see the place he prepared for you? What's going to be the furniture you have been storing up there? How is it going to be? I'm about to finish now. But I've been to many funerals. But the most beautiful funerals I've been to are the Christian ones. I've seen tears of pain because of the temporary separation. But I've seen the hope in people. I was in Australia when I received the news that my father was in hospital and he was about to die. I said, he's dying. God gave me the opportunity, this was after three and a half years living here, to go back there and say goodbye to my father. Maybe some of you haven't been that fortunate. But I had the opportunity. And when the time came for him to depart, it was peaceful. And I was at peace. And I remember when the people from the funerary came to take his body, I just gave him a kiss on the forehead. I said to him, I'll see you soon. It's been many years for me on earth. When I see him again, for him it's going to be a second. The Bible says, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. So death will come. But focus on finishing well and making every day count. Work for God's kingdom. There is value in it. And the tragedy of life is not that it ends so soon, but that we wait so long to begin it. Sometimes we need to think about this thing. Don't put it, you know, over there. I don't want to think about that. Because if you don't think about that, you are going to live your life in a way that probably is not pleasing to God. Think about that. One day he will come for you. One day he will come for me. And we are going to get separated here. But we are going to be reunited in God's presence and will be with him forever and some people think when I was a little kid I thought oh, people say that we are going to be singing and praising and worshipping and ever and ever it's going to be boring it's going to be boring it's going to be exciting it's a new life and you'll find motives to give God thanks every time you are there but as I said in the meantime don't waste your time Pray for the ones you love that don't know Jesus. 
ask God for his Holy Spirit to empower you to live the life you are supposed to live here. Heavenly Father, thank you for this life you have given us. It's not, when we look around us, this life is not perfect. And it's because of us, it's our fault. And we are finding pain and suffering everywhere. But we also find joy. We ha also have moments of happiness. We want to live this life for you. Prepare our hearts for that moment when we see you face to face. At that moment, I think we are going to have the most wonderful day ever in our lives. When we see you face to face, when we feel your embrace and your voice saying, Come, my faithful servant, enter in the joy of the Lord. I don't fear death anymore because you conquered death. And death is going to bring me closer to you. Bless your people here, Lord, and help us make peace with you and have this assurance that after this life, we are going to be with you forever. Thank you, Jesus. You just heard a message from Every Nation Canberra. For more messages like these or to access other resources, please visit our website at encanberra.org. Like our page on Facebook at facebook.com slash Canberra.